I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. One-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where I woke up to be greeted by two cops in my underwear. Oh, say it for real? Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a fun what kind happened? of story. So, um, parents and stuff left for work like they normally do. And that's around 7 or 8 a.m. Now, usually around 7 or 8 a.m., Aiden is in one of two moods. He is still awake despite being up the entire night and is working on something. Or, most yeah. likely, he's asleep having just gone to bed. Um, so I'm in bed, sleeping, normal day-to-day stuff. And so, around 10.30 a.m., knocks on my door real loud. Oh, no. I'm like, what? What's going on? But, you know, went back to sleep. Knocks again, saying, hey, 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 where are you? Hello. And I'm like, oh. You know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes my grandparents stop by or my parents have locked themselves out and they need me to unlock the door. Shit that's happened before. So I'm like, okay. Right. Get up out of bed in my underwear, just expecting, you know, that to be the situation. And I'm greeted by a, a cop at the door and another one outside. The door's wide open. Says, uh, how you doing, oh, sir? And I'm like, yeah, doing doing great. Just got up. And he's like, well, um, we got a call <laughs> from your neighbor um, saying that your door was wide open and that your dog had been running around the neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's 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 epic. And he's like, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to let you know. We figured that the door was <laughs> open. Someone might have came in and, and murdered you. And uh, neighbors were all worried and stuff. I'm like, no, the front door on occasion when the when it's real windy, blows open and my dog runs out. It's happened before. It's no big deal. He's like, okay, well, just wanted to let you know. And I'm like, all right, thank you. And they leave. Then I put clothes on and you know, drive through the neighborhood and find my Try dog. To find your dog. Bring him back. Uh, all that shit. And my mom comes home. And is like, yo, why are you up? And I'm like, well, get this shit. <laughs> so I tell her the whole thing. And I'm like... Yeah, we really need to fix that door. Uh, yeah. But the more I thought about it after the fact, I really like the idea of a cop getting a call of some neighbor's doors wide open, <laughs> presumably murdered, and then after knocking around for five minutes, <laughs> just some 20-year-old dude in his underwear shows up is like, hey, what's up? That, that must have been really funny. Really funny for them. <laughs> so, I, I figured I'd share that story. Um not because it's embarrassing to me, which it is, but it's also very funny. Of course. So that is that is really funny. Yeah. Oh wow. Wanted to share that so, with everybody. So the door just be opening up, huh? And when it's real windy. When it's real windy and it's not shut all the way, it'll go. And then my dog being stupid is like, ooh, I can go outside and run around and shit. Um, <laughs> it's happened before, but nobody's ever called the the cops before. It's my world now. Yeah. Real nice. fucked up. I never figured out which yeah. neighbor did it, you know, but I'm kind of pissed, oh, whoever that man. might have been. You, you find it out, they're going to get another call from the cops because somebody about to get murdered. Yeah. I'm about to start shit. <laughs> about to start shit. Well, welcome, everybody, that. to another YouTube podcast where the story I just told uh, kind of relates a little bit to the main topic, if you think about it in a weird sort of way oh what, what are we talking about zach yeah yeah so we're gonna be talking about oversharing on the internet mm. and how maybe it's not a good idea to tell everybody that the cops greeted you while you're in your underwear maybe who knows that's that's where the nuance <laughs> but maybe of the it is a good thing we don't know we haven't talked about it yet so that's the that's the plan yeah. but you uh know. before that <laughs> yeah go ahead go ahead <laughs> go ahead you sure? You sure you want? I was to, gonna say something stupid, least... but I really think you you have something up your sleeve here that might be okay. More yeah, I was just gonna say that uh, I wanted to present our sponsor for the day, and if you don't check out our sponsor, we will be calling the cops on you. So oh, okay, our sponsor today is Awesome Creator Academy, the YouTube starter kit. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have a little bit of money to throw around, why not check out the YouTube starter kit? For $99, you get over $1,500 of value, dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, in cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. Pay one price, have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description of the show notes. 
In doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. But of course, if you don't have $100 and you still want to support this podcast without the fear of police brutality, you can become a support mm. on Anchor. At anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube podcast, you can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month, and we'll read your name on the podcast. Wow. While we plan to do this Whoa. podcast for a really long time, the more financial support we have, the easier it will be for us to maintain a consistent schedule and to maintain your safety. So, <laughs> might want to think about that next time you decide that we're not worth supporting. Do you really want to be safe tomorrow? You know, it's not a threat. Yeah, that's just a fact of life. So I don't. Not wanna... even the prison thing you got to worry about. It's the cops killing you. Cause right. That right. happens a lot. It does happen so. a lot. I'm very lucky that. Um, I didn't get yeah. you know, attacked. So I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Could have happened. You never know. Thank you, mm-hmm. <laughs> Awesome Creator Academy. Thank you to Anchor. <laughs> thank you to Zach for the segue. And thank you to everybody just listening. All right? You're epic. We appreciate you guys. You're epic. You're epic. Yeah. Cool. So the other day, I got recommended a video on YouTube from a podcast called crazy stupid fangirls mm-hmm. i was like what is what is this it's the podcast of the uh, the youtuber l mills which i've mentioned before on the podcast before you have um she got really really big a few years ago uh, i think it was like three years ago um i checked on her stuff it's like really well produced content aimed towards teenagers um, and, and one of the big, uh, kind of themes of these videos were kind of like sharing things about her life. And one of those would be like confronting my boyfriend's ex-girlfriends and it'd be like, LOL, he's in this room with all of his ex-girlfriends. They talking shit about him or, or, um, asking my crush out on a date or like, you know, these very big YouTuber things, um, but her most popular video at 5.6 million views is coming out. Right. So right. the, uh, you know, pretty big, pretty big deal for somebody to make a video about it and then that be their most popular video. Um, and then also L had like this big, um, kind of breakdown on YouTube and that went viral as well. And so in this podcast episode, they're talking about their regrets to coming out online, but also just kind of like in general oversharing on the internet, um, whether that's talking about in your YouTube video, your podcast, things that has been going on, or whether you're posting too much on Facebook or Twitter about your life. Just kind of, I wanted to have a discussion because I found it to be interesting because I think both you and I have also shared things about our personal life a lot on the internet. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's really a good thing or a bad thing. I think there's a kind of discussion to be had here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I would recommend, like, if you have a little bit of time while you're listening to this podcast, go check out the video itself. It's only eight minutes long. I thought it was going to be the full podcast. It's thankfully just like a clip. Um, mm-hmm. And I really recommend watching it so you can kind of get an idea of, like, what they mean when they say share too much information. And a lot of it had to do with the timing of sharing said information. I think Elle herself mentions right. that she found out she was bi, and then less than a month later, she made that video. So in a very quick time. Um, and she's like 18. Right. 18, 19. So and within pretty that young. video coming out, in even less time, she's featured on like a magazine of like LGBTQ stuff. Like the, the timing of all of it really plays a key factor into it. And uh, very interesting stories. There's a lot of talk about the kind of bisexuality and, and what that means to people and uh, there's a lot of discussion about like gender and that type of stuff that's also really fascinating but not necessarily related to the topic it's a great video um, and I Later. recommend watching it so we'll leave a link down in the description below so you can go check that out uh, but now that you and I have seen said video like what were what were like your initial initial impressions I guess I um the reason I watched this because I was like yeah that sounds about right I could see how somebody would regret, like, not only talking about that big part of their life, like, to a public forum, but doing it relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought back on, like, you know, I've been doing the 
the Come Out podcast for a while, and we've done another YouTube podcast for a while, and we've done multiple episodes talking about like our depressive episodes, talking about like kind of family stuff and things that's going on in our life, and you know excuses as to why we didn't put out content or whatever. Um, but we've also talked about a lot of positive stuff that's happened in our life as well. Yep. Um, and so like initially I was like, yeah, I, it's weird because when I had started the come up, when I had started this podcast with you, one of my goals was to be as transparent as possible because I wanted our listeners to kind of feel like they could relate to us, you know? Right. I, I, I don't want to hide such big problems that might come across becoming an entrepreneur um, out there in the open because I know that other people deal with similar issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the flip side, I'm thinking, do I really have to say some? Do I really have to talk about some of the things that I may have talked about in the past? Do I have to go in as much detail? Uh, and such like that, and that that's kind of I'm kind of like on the fence about the whole thing. I don't know what the right answer is. That's why I want to talk to you about it as well. I think for me, I had thought back. Um, I think one of the most recent examples was the a non-anchor, obviously, but like the Zach specific episode where I talk yeah. a lot about um, kind of our history together what was going on at the time, how I felt personally and what I would like to achieve later on. And of course I would then do the same thing with, with Jay and Parker, like in a lot of detail, like talk about why uh, people like that are important to me in my life and and why I feel that way. Um, Not too long ago on another YouTube podcast, we like literally interviewed each other from like childhood to YouTube stuff and mentioned a lot of details, nothing like incriminating or anything. Uh, but still like a lot of basic information that most people throughout the natural course of their life probably would not say on the internet. Um, I think the reason I do a lot of the time comes from my personality being as sort of a heart on my sleeve kind of guy, um, Mm -hmm. where I am very prone to sharing and letting people know how I feel on a day-to-day basis without really sugarcoating it or trying to loop around. I'm very, I'm very upfront and honest on that sort of stuff. Um, and any time that I've decided to keep things a secret or bottle up stuff, it's been very dangerous for me emotionally and uh, can lead to things like depression and stuff in the past. So I've been very uh, upfront with, with the type of issues that I've faced and where I've come from and, and where I'm going. And I'm sure like if you were to watch these podcasts or watch all our content or consume all our content, you could probably get a pretty good idea like what my weaknesses are, some of the things that that I'm horrible at, some of the ways like if you were trying to come after me, like how you would go about doing that, right? Like there's a lot of info that's 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 left there um, and not all of it is things that I wish I would have shared, at least not at that particular point in time. And I think that's what I find so fascinating about this video is, like I said earlier, the point in time they were experiencing these things almost led to a kind of weird desire to upload it and proclaim it online, either for like an audience reaction or or personal reaction and making decisions that quickly can often lead to some kind of like bad long-term side effects. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I they definitely get it. Um, you know, if, if there was like a sociopath that was watching all of my content, they could probably manipulate me pretty well. Yeah. They could probably figure out my psyche like fairly quickly. Um, but like similar to you, uh, when, when I was younger, I was very, I was very closed up. I was a very like introverted person. Uh, but then like I did this program called Bridges to a Brighter Future in high school and that opened me up a lot um, as I did band programs that got to college and met some really cool people like I'm pretty much an open book at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask me a question about pretty much anything and I'll be like yeah here's here's the answer. Um, and I also think coming in at, 
at, at a at a content standpoint. I think it's very fascinating when I'm watching a video of somebody talking or, sh- or streaming when they bring up like this really obscure thing about their childhood that makes them who they are today. Like I find that fascinating. Yep. And, and so like when I look at my own content, like I'm constantly, I'll, um, I'll be walking around the house one day or I'm in the shower and I remember this very specific piece of information about myself that I haven't thought about in years. And I'm like, yo, I got to talk about this on the next stream or the next podcast because that's that's interesting. It's something different. It's something new to talk about. Um, so it's it, it is tough, though, because at some point there probably should be some like no, no topics, some boundaries, um, some boundaries. Exactly. I think. Well, well here's here's my question uh, yeah, for you. Have you ever. Have you ever deleted something off the internet or decided not to upload something because it was because it crossed that boundary? Uh, not anything in recent memory. No, if I've mm-hmm. deleted a video off of Blue Catch Productions or an older channel, it had more to do with the fact that it was cringy and bad and less to do with like <laughs> yeah. anything I might have said in said video. Um, however, there was a time before YouTube when I was on Splutter forums and animaster communities when i was very young and and not kind of like schooled in proper internet culture and like etiquette type shit um where i said some things that i'm glad aren't around anymore because (laughs) both of those sites uh animaster shut down completely and the forums are are gone and i'm sure there's like a, a way to archive it and i found some of the cringy shit i've said and i've talked about it before on breath of the wild and having knowledge those things. Uh, but, you know, shit. Like, um, a lot of older internet stuff when I was real little, when, like, YouTube and social media wasn't a thing, I still said some shit I regret, and I imagine that's mm. that's even more of a case for a younger audience that have these bigger tools that can broadcast to even wider amounts of people that could potentially blow up in a day. Yeah, I think it's an important talk topic to talk about in general because, like you said, uh, I mean, there are people that are born with smartphones. Like, you can be six or seven years old and just have a smartphone and be making TikToks and Snapchat and be on Instagram. And, um, you know, there's a lot of these platforms that try to make sure that younger children are not posting on it. But it doesn't stop everybody. And uh, I can I can just imagine, like... Oh man, I, I I can't imagine what I would have put on the internet had I had access to to those tools as a kid. Um, I, I was very lucky to yeah. start Twitter as an adult, start Facebook, as an adult, <laughs> yeah. start my Blue Catch Productions channel as an adult. I had younger YouTube channels for sure, and again, those things are gone. There was nothing horrible on them. Um, yeah, but even when social media was coming around, I didn't have a smartphone at the time. I had a I had a flip phone, right? That's all I could do. I could play Tetris on it occasionally and text, right. text one or two friends, you know? And, uh, yeah, that was it. That was, that was all I had. And, uh, in a way it kind of left me like very unprepared for like the world of, of social media stuff. Cause I had to learn that, um, as an adult and try to try to figure that shit out and, and things. But, um, I, I, I would much rather have the experience I'm having now where I felt like I was too late rather than, being too early and too young. Oh, oh, for sure. I think there's something to say about like, you know, the the Zach and Aiden that were seven, eight years old was a different person than the Zach and Aiden that was sixteen and yep. twenty. And now I'm twenty five and it's like I'm a completely different person than I was five years ago. You um, can see that it, in the context of this podcast for sure. Yeah, yeah. You can see it in the context of the podcast and any other kind of content I've put out there. Um, but it's like, I mean, I remember I used to make political tweets (laughs) or political Facebook posts that I completely disagree with now. Like it's completely not my, not my thoughts at all. Um, and so if you, if you do become, you know, popular or famous off of YouTube or any other kind of platform, like I can imagine just how crazy it can be if you shared one aspect of your life two years ago and people still think that's a part of your personality and it's not anymore. Right. Like that's gotta be. You have to be a fan 
who's up to date with everything to truly like get the most perfect yeah. picture of you. And you can't expect everybody to be that way, of course. Um, that's how YouTubers who've been around a long time, like PewDiePie or whatever, will make a mistake. And then people will bring up a post from six years ago without the context. And it's like, well, if you don't <laughs> know the context, you don't understand how that's different and how that person has changed and everything that goes into it. You're looking at a baseline picture of somebody four years ago. Uh, a very like funny example, I think, because it has nothing to do with me or Zach, is like just yesterday. Um we were listening to like YouTuber music and uh, of course the, the new mm. dream song, it came out and it was bad. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, let me give you the YouTuber music of like my era. Right? Like when I was watching YouTube and I, and I put the song doing your mom, a classic, <laughs> uh, a, a meme, if you will. And it was yeah. very obvious listening back onto that, uh, that it's not only not funny, but like poorly produced shitty, a lot of dumb, mean things are said in the track. Oh, it's, it's like, so bad. How on earth was was this acceptable? But like, I very clearly remember when it came out, the like yeah. notoriety it received, how popular it was, how it boosted that man's career. And it's like, so not only was that shit acceptable several years ago, but it was relevant. It was popular. It had people on the internet loving oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't that long ago. It was less than 10 years ago. No. That was less no. than 10 years ago. There was a whole culture around, like, edgy content on YouTube for a while. Yeah. And it's like, now if you did that, like, you'd be be canceled. (laughs) You'd be gone. Yeah. For good reason. Reasonably so. (laughs) Like, it's not, usually it's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's just, like, you being an asshole to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, no, absolutely. There's, There's definitely something to say about, like, you know, a lot of people talk about YouTube and keeping up with trends and that kind of thing. And the trends in 2012, 2013 was making shitty music and <laughs> being edgy and that kind of thing. Like if you kept up with it, then probably uh, you, you should make sure that content is not no longer on the internet. Like, you know, yeah. um, I guess um, going back, I had asked you if you'd ever deleted anything or didn't upload anything. Yeah. I, uh, on the, the come up podcast, like last year, I found this thing called the Proust questionnaire where it's like, uh, two, 35 different questions and they're like very deep questions. Um, and Marcel Proust was like this French essayist and novelist and he, he created this parlor game so that people could get to know each other better. Um, and it's, so it's like questions like, what is your idea of perfect happiness? What's your greatest fear? Uh, on what occasion do you lie? Like very, very personal questions. And I thought, yo, this could be interesting for the come up. Like I could just answer these questions on the podcast. Um, and I did a couple episodes of it. And then I remember I was looking back on the one of them that I was, I was editing. And, uh, I was like, I don't want to put this on the internet. This is the first time, like I kind of found a boundary where I was like, I don't really want to talk about this right now on the internet. And so I just never uploaded it. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, Yeah, yeah. It was like, it had, it was a very, a lot of very like personal stuff about like that family event that happened a couple of years ago. And I was getting really into details about certain aspects of it. And I was like, it's not, it's not worth it to go on there. Um, But I think like, I, I, I'm kind of curious if, if everybody has something similar to that. Oh, um, for sure. I know there's a Yeah, right? Like, there's right. a lot of people that end up not uploading something because they didn't think it was good. And I obviously would encourage you to go ahead and upload something, even if you don't think it's good, because eventually you'll get better. Um, but if it, if it crosses a boundary, I know um, a lot of YouTubers get questions a lot, and they'll do, like, Q&A episodes. And sometimes, sometimes answering that question could be could be crossing a boundary like be okay with not answering it Um, i'd argue it made a tweet a while back that kind of got a little bit of confusion um but it basically went along the lines of i had a night where i was like looking over past events in my life it was like Mm -hmm. coming to terms with the fact that like this event in one way or another was traumatic to me or instrumental mm. in how I view things. Uh, and the tweet went, 
I had a night like this, but my initial response was to tweet about said trauma, and that was the wrong play. And that's the tweet, right? That's all, yeah. that's all it says. Impatient was like, you okay? You weird? Whatever. And I'm like, no, I, I was fine. But that just goes to show you a little bit of like my mindset where I had thought about these things that were happening to me, realized that I had changed or grown or, or was still dealing with, with pain. But rather than like dealing with that pain, weirdly, my brain was like, oh, I got to. I got to tweet about this. I got to make a thread about this. And so yeah. while I did put out that tweet saying I wouldn't do it just so I could have the content that my brain wanted, um, <laughs> it could have easily said some shit that, that I probably, that I probably shouldn't have, you know, cause it's, it's, it's not only like not helpful to other people. Uh, it's not helpful to me to, to share it as much as I, I thought it would have been, you know? No, I get that. It, it's, um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of people should probably go to therapy, yeah. myself included. Uh, but when you don't go to therapy, uh, sometimes you find the internet to be your therapy session. Uh, and so, very very often in the past, I too would like be down in the dumps or I'd have like an issue, and so I just tweet about it. I'd be like, "Here's my here's my seven tweet thread about what I'm going through and what kind of experience I'm, I'm getting out of it." And maybe like trying to give advice to other people, even though clearly the advice is for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I think it was about a year ago. I was like, I'm not gonna do that no more. And so now my Twitter is just shit posts, uh, <laughs> which is I way like more it. epic. I like it a lot. Uh, but uh, even like even making a tweet about how most superhero movies aren't good, like I feel. I feel weird about posting that because I feel like it's not funny enough. It's just me reflecting about something that I'm feeling currently. Like, who cares? Um, but no, it's um, le- less on the who cares part, but more on the tweeting or making content about some emotions that you're having currently will not fix the issue. Nope. Uh, at all. Um, sometimes, like, talking about things definitely helps. And uh, I think that's why I think that's why I put out a lot of like podcast episodes talking about what I was going through or why we've talked so much on this podcast about it. But um, to your even, point, it hasn't even, fixed our depression. You know, to your point, it like hasn't it fixed our depression. Yeah. It didn't solve it. And <laughs> on top of that, like sometime around the end of last year, you and I had a discussion off podcast saying that we were going to try to keep a lot of that out of another YouTube podcast because it was like, it was hurting the show too. I made it, uh, I made it a point on my, uh, year goal list of like things I wanted to do and projects I wanted to do. Um, you know, YouTube had all these videos and Twitter's like post once a day and on anchor, try to get an episode out a week. But on another YouTube podcast, I had put a, I think three specific goals and one of them, like very clearly in like bold text, is like try not to make every episode so heavy, you know. And that's just the thing I wrote yeah. down. Like, did I succeed at that? Obviously, there were still heavy episodes of the YouTube podcast that came out. Like, it didn't it didn't completely get rid of them or whatever. But it came after doing one of those year on YouTube episodes where most of it was negative. And it's like, yeah, this is helpful to talk about, but the final product was worse because of the negative energy throughout it um and not only did it make the episode worse but i think it kind of put me and you off to being like i don't want to record for a little while if this is what yeah. every episode is gonna be and it stopped it stopped being that um and i think that's, it did, that's for the thankfully best. yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. because um i mean there's a whole episode i think we didn't put out because it was too depressive yep. and that was at the end of last year i think um. So and we still talk about I mean, like I think we've done a good job depressing things. Like you know, me and Zach will go on fucking late night ass calls talking about you know really kind of deeper topics and depressing shit. But like, it's not for content, right? It's not for people to right. listen to and, and get something out of. It's it's for us. It's for us in the moment. Um. So I think when you were talking about boundaries, probably like number one on that list. Um. 
is probably like trauma, traumatic shit, um, or like really yeah. depressing shit that you are still going through currently and feels close to home. That's, um, I think, one of the things I kind of have, have taken to heart is, um, especially after listening to that podcast that, that this discussion is kind of coming off of, is like, even if I am going to talk about something personal, like, keep it further away from the event. Yep. Um, Let time Because, pass. exactly. If you're still going through something, uh, then there's no real reason to talk about it on a content platform because uh, one thing, it'll make you feel worse. And then the second thing is like, things are still changing. You're still updating that event. Usually Uh, it's, it's um, so there's no real reason to talk about it until it's kind of, kind of settled and in the dust and you can kind of actually reflect on it and get something positive out of it rather than trying to pretend like you're positive only to the next week be, Negative again. Yep. And not to say that uh, negative emotions aren't, like, valuable. They are. Um, 100%, yeah. And they're important to recognize and and talk through and and deal with. Uh, But you'll see it on Twitch all the time where you're streaming and you're trying to do something and somebody comes in with heavy, heavy subjects of what they're dealing with. And it's like, I want to help, but I'm not qualified i'm not a therapist so you'll just see like a bunch yeah. of twitch users that's like hey um that sucks that you're going through that that sucks that that's an issue i gotta make it a rule i gotta make it a rule on my stream that if you do that you're getting time out and you're getting you're getting banned uh because i cannot mm. i cannot keep up this atmosphere of streaming stuff if you come in every week with a new problem that i have to half-ass my yeah. way to try to solve like you're not you're not qualified for that you know twitch streamer shouldn't be that for you <laughs> youtubers shouldn't be that for you you know nobody right nobody. there's there's a the big therapist. there's a big issue with like parasocial relationships and just because you watch somebody 50 hours a week doesn't mean that they're your friend it doesn't mean that they're a parental figure or that they're there to help you they are simply there to entertain you or educate you. Maybe they have an educational channel. It's one of those things. It's not to be your emotional punching bag. Um, and that's that's hard to say. Like It, it, it genuinely is because, um, like you said, like I'd love to help people if they're going through things. I'm a pretty good listener. You know, I feel like I give fairly solid advice when it's appropriate. And so if somebody comes to me with an issue, like I, I want to help them. But like... If I'm streaming or if I'm making a video or I'm on, I'm on a podcast, like unless it's YouTube related, there's very little little ways that I could actually help you in a meaningful way that isn't just, yeah, man, that sucks. I'm sorry you're going through that. Like it's um it's frustrating, but you're you're absolutely right. I think not only as a creator do we have the responsibility to not bum ourselves out on content for the listeners, but also if you're not a creator and you find yourself constantly bringing your problems into Twitch chat or YouTube comments, like try to try to not do that as much because that will, that can, that can hurt the environment there as well. Absolutely. It's just inappropriate at a certain point. uh, It it is. If it's brought up enough, right. And depending on the context of the video just isn't helpful. But I think there's places to talk about those things. Yeah, there's places. There's places. There's outlets. There's DMs. Obviously, (laughs) like yeah, I have no problem of trying to be helpful in a in a DM or or stuff. But when it's a public forum, that can you know that can lead to things where I don't have much to say. Um, I also think though that that part of this problem that that we're dealing with, both from a viewer and creative perspective, is that platforms like YouTube and Twitch are so personality focused. They're so built on on storytelling and sharing experiences and helping people through those experiences, whether it's how-tos and um, things that went on in life and whatever, and you're encouraged. You're encouraged so much to share things about yourself, um, not only for, like, algorithmic gain, right? You're posting more content, you're, you're doing that, but also for, like, an audience connection right the more you talk about yourself the more you seem trustworthy and being a a brand 
that is filled with integrity and filled with trust is like the the best thing to have if you're an online content creator um which is good and all but one of the dangers of a personality driven content like that is is when it gets a little too you know a little too real um and i think that's, right. that's what this video touches on really well is that like youtube as a platform twitch is a platform kind of in, in very subtle ways almost encourages that type of oversharing behavior um, to where, yes, part of it is on you, the creator. Part of it is also on these, on these platforms for pushing that shit in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing that we haven't talked about yet is how, if you've got like this big thing happening in your life, uh, it probably will get views. Yep. <laughs> people, especially if you're a public figure already, like people are interested a little too interested in people, other people's lives. And so if you use that for content, like it'll probably, there, there's almost like this loop of, Oh, by oversharing, I'm being incentivized by getting more views or money or whatever it may be. Therefore the next big thing that happens in my life, I should overshare that as well. And then it's just this cycle. And uh, again, like you're probably not going to feel better by doing it. Um, and also, like, it's just going to create a completely different atmosphere than you probably originally intended for your content to begin with. It also creates a bit of a, of a cycle, too, where it's like, okay, you said this personal thing, you got views, that was a big thing. It also encourages to, like, all right, well, what's the next? What's the next big reveal? What's the next big personality moment? And it's almost like you're rushing trying to rush through life a little bit to either manufacture something that's not true or exaggerate something that happened to try to reach those heights that made that original piece of content pop. And uh, that's especially harmful if it it wasn't even like true to begin with and you're forcing yourself to exertion (laughs) just so you Mm -hmm. can get another viral video of something that might have not even happened before. Again, bring it to like this podcast. I remember we were talking about like what was going on in our lives for so long and it was like depressive episode after depressive episode. And I was like, it's like, damn, well, I guess I need to like hurry up and get feeling better so that I have something better to talk about. Right. It's like, no, you just don't talk about it. Like, it's just not, um, it just shouldn't be the topic of your episodes. Yep. Because it, or. Uh... It's almost like yeah, every time we had one of those episodes, it created a bit of a trend and expectation of like a three-act structure type shit. We mentioned the topic, <laughs> yeah. we talk about the problem. So the third act has to be the resolution. And so we always try yeah. to end those depressive episodes, Will, with here's the good part, here's the good side of that. And uh, 90% of those like either aren't true or weren't true for us in that current moment. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a lie as, as clean as it comes, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, because it kept yeah. happening. It kept happening. And every time we over to, and over and over again, we wanted to make a little resolution to tie it up in a bow and be like, it's good now. It's good. You've done it before and come up. I've done it before on a non anchor of like, well, I can't justify 40 minutes of depressing bitching if there isn't a solution at the end. So you just make up one, yeah. make up a solution. Just lie. <laughs> just don't <laughs> like. I did it on YouTube in 2013. Like, you know, like I've, there's been multiple times where I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't, I'm so busy in life. I couldn't put out content. Uh, but here's all of my plans for when I get to feeling better. And it's like, that just makes it feel worse because you don't follow through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I think, I think a lot, I think we see it a lot in terms of people trying to be successful online. Again, seeing it in myself to where, I, I talk about all of these things, the entire entire structure or original plan of the come up is talking about the come up to becoming successful, right? And so like there's almost like this incentive of, okay, well, Zach, you got to start doing things to make it actually happen. When in reality, like life is life. Everybody's going to go at their own pace. Like I don't have to do a million different things every single week to get to a success goalpost quicker just so that i can say i did it on a podcast like that's it's ridiculous (laughs) yeah it's it's not like the thing where okay by episode 50 i have to have come up you know had to have been a yeah entrepreneur it's gonna get boring it's gonna be uninteresting and it's like no like good podcasts like those of having a bigger overall goal very much come 
hopefully with the mindset that this could take hundreds or 200 episodes and that some of them aren't right. going to have anything important and that you have to be a part of that process uh, because if we cheapen the process with, oh, I hit this goal or I'm going to do this thing by this date, it's not really about the process anymore. It's about like keeping people attached to the next goalpost type of shit mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm less interested about you, but you hyped up this thing. So now I got to keep watching the the less interesting episodes per se. When if it was just about the process the entire time, like nobody, nobody would care, man. Like, <laughs> post That's whatever, true. Post whatever shit That's you talk true. about. We build up uh, expectations a lot with the content like that. I agree. You think about like people in your personal life, if it takes them like 10 years to reach something that they really were excited about, you're usually really, really hyped for them. Mm -hmm. But like if you watch a 30 minute video of this person that like tried to get as good in chess as they could in 30 days as a challenge, you're like, yeah, dude, you did it. That's cool. But it's not like you care as much. Right. Because it's you don't you you didn't see the process as much. You weren't there for it. Um and so, you know, don't don't be so hard on yourself as you go through those those kind of goals and those cycles because everything's not gonna not gonna go as according to plan. Not gonna form into a nicely pre packaged ten minute video with a nice beginning, middle and end. You know? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't work that way. Life is not a three act structure. <laughs> it's not at all. Not, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. No, not even not even a little bit. You can probably find little stories and little moments in which it's a three-act structure, but unless you are far away from that original event, you're not even close to, to coming up with that, right? Yep, 100%. So it's, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild, though. Um, I guess my, I guess my question for you and to kind of, kind of wrap up the topic and have that solution, uh, what are your, since we've talked about this, what are your thoughts going forward in terms of sharing personal things online? Right. Um, well, first, it's it's always a, a question of safety first, right? Like, if I mm-hmm. say this thing, am I going to be safe? So if it's your address, no. If it's in credit right. card info, no. That type of stuff that hopefully should be obvious at this point, but I'm worried it's not. That's that's the first thing, right? Like it's yeah, a matter of personal safety. Um, and secondly, after that, is this information actually valuable, right? Mm. Would the person listening yeah. to this actually gain anything out of it? And that's not just a, a viewer question as well, but it's also yourself. What do you gain out of posting that, right? Um, I saw a video by, I think, uh, Satchbag of like some some rules before before posting and a big part Mm. of that video is just like if you can find out what the intention is for why you're wanting to post this thing before you post it you can make so many smarter decisions about what ends up on your feed (laughs) if you can just take (laughs) a step back and be like am i posting this for conflict am i posting this to get people mad am i posting this to help is it actually helpful like that type of stuff I'm just going to dumb it down and be like, do you get any value personally? You know, does the viewer get value? Do you get value personally? Um, And so that's, that's another big thing for me. It's just being sure that like whatever I'm talking about has a point and a purpose. And is not just, I'm saying shit to say shit uh, a lot of the time. And I think finally, like more than anything is I'm Mm. aware of the fact that I'm a very uh, open person. I'm very aware of the fact that I, you know, say a lot of things and, and share a lot of things on, on live streams and stuff like that. Um, but if a piece of info comes out and I say something and it's out there on the internet, I can't live in a state of regret about it. Uh, for right. me, once it's said, it's said. And once it's on the internet, it's out on the internet forever. So once I've made that choice and the thing is uploaded publicly, it will always be there, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so with how long I've been doing this, it would be more of a mental burden to me right now if I were to go through every decision with a fine-tooth comb and be like, should I have done that? Should I not have done that? Uh, oh, man, am I going to regret this later on? Like, I can't I can't live life that way with my personality and... Uh, how I have a tendency to bottle up things like that. Um, 
I got to be able to to have my outlet and I can't regret every little thing and 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 hyper concentrate on every single little pose, you know. What's said, what's I said agree. is said, you know. Uh I still believe in in the adage of like being yourself, you know. Well, and at the end of the day, it's like the more you upload, the more decisions you have to, you would have to constantly think about whether they were right for the situation or not. And that's just too much mental overload. Like it's too much. I can't, I can't live in the past, you know? No. Gotta be myself. I gotta take it day by day. I gotta make my own decisions, that type of shit. Um, so that's the third thing. It's just like, what's happened's happened. Can't live with regret type shit. Uh, the, the best goal is to have learned from it and being like, oh, that's where I fucked up. Cool. Move on. Yeah. Go from there. I agree. What about you? Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly couldn't say any of that better myself, but I guess to kind of like add to it, um, it's the, the, the things that I bring to this podcast and that come up specifically, I, I try to be intentional, way more intentional about what I'm, what I'm bringing to the table than I used to be. Uh, because a year ago, you know, I'd just say whatever happened, you know, if it was nothing, I'd joke about it. I'd talk about the depressive shit. I'd be like, here's my, here's how I'm trying to fix it. But like, let's be honest, I wasn't trying to fix anything. So like moving forward and after we had that discussion at the end of last year, like I have been very, um, like, I mean, I even kind of changed the come up a little bit and like started talking about movies more and talk about other things that I was doing. So that I could kind of not, not necessarily deflect, but like, you know, talk about other things, more, more important things to me and more important things. I feel like to an audience, I don't like, like you said, I don't want to have what I say and not have any kind of entertainment or educational value whatsoever. Yep. So having that intent, I feel like is super important to me on all platforms, all the way down to making a tweet. So I wouldn't um, um, use yeah. any, any social media with the sole intent to vent and nothing more. You know? No, no, I, um, I, I, I did it for a while and I, I, I did just doesn't help. I've thought about making another Twitter account to do that before. It's like just so that, so that like, I don't get clients involved in it or whatever, but like it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like, it's not something that's going to help me. It's not going to help anybody else that's following it. It's just going to be sad Yep. <laughs> when I could just be doing other things. So, yeah. And I think the other thing, just to just to wrap up, is like thinking about doing a, a personal channel soon. There's a lot of people that get yeah. involved in, in personality and, and vlog type stuff. And I think something that, that I'm definitely going to have to battle with uh, if I, you know, start doing that type of stuff is like we talked about earlier, trying so hard not to manufacture events in my life to happen or to wrap everything up in a bow with a point, you know? Uh, I got to mm. be really comfortable with the fact that, it, like, if I do, like, a vlog on the personal channel and nothing happens, nothing happens. And that's totally right. cool. Because the alternative of making shit up is only going to be something <laughs> that I that I hate way more um, than just a, a standard boring um, I agree. Yeah. You know, try, try not to, I know it's very tempting giving YouTube and Twitter runs the way that it does. Uh, but try very hard to, to, to actually be genuine, um, about yourself and, and what goes on in your life. If you decide to share it, you don't have to, you don't have to at all. You really don't want to, uh, this is true. Don't feel pressured. Like very you have true. to. No, I, I still find it important for myself to be transparent in certain aspects of my life mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, as somebody who wants to help people that are that are on their own journey coming up as an entrepreneur or creator or whatnot. Like I, I, I want to still be transparent in certain aspects of that, but it doesn't mean I have to share everything. Yep. And I think that's the same for everybody. Find your boundaries, right? Yeah, like if you can get a list That's kind of the big thing. early on, like when you're starting of shit you will not touch, that will save you so much. And be broad. Yeah. Be broad. Like you don't want to talk about politics, write it down. You don't want to talk about family, write it down. You have a kid and you don't want to show the kid, write that shit down. Like have it available, 
have it public to you. And if like you even start to come close, you'll have that list and remind yourself, oh yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And allow yourself to change. Yep. Adapt. Right. Cause we, we continue to be different people. The more we grow, the more we get older, the different things that happens in our events will, will affect you as a person. And so if there was something that wasn't on the list a year ago, that's now a boundary, put it on there. Put it on there. If you're like, Hey, I'm comfortable with talking about this thing, then you can take it off. Just be okay with adapting. hundred percent. hundred percent. Cool. Nice. Well, that's the, that's the episode. Everybody. In the comments below, tell us your deepest, darkest trauma, and we'll read it out oh, on yeah. the podcast for whole tens of people to listen to and hear. <laughs> That's the most real shit you've said in the whole podcast right yeah. there. Yeah, well, you always well, wanted to be people. more genuine, right? So I'm going to be up front. Like, yeah. You know, whole, maybe yeah. All three people. people. <laughs> yeah. We'll listen to it and be like, That's weird. It's kind of cringe. That's kind of fucked up that you you said that on a on a podcast. Um, no, but actually, no, but actually, yeah, go ahead, go, go, ahead. go for it. Give it, give them, give them something to actually comment. Because if I if I just I was say just that, gonna say <laughs> don't provide an alternative, then I'm in trouble there. I was gonna say like actually, I I, I am curious about other people's thoughts on this. Uh, not only do you feel like you've overshared in the past and kind of what you've done to counteract that but also like what are your thoughts on this conversation do you feel like people overshare too much do you feel like people don't share enough um kind of just your your thoughts on the on the topic at hand i'm curious what's your boundaries you know i feel like people don't share that shit yeah. a whole lot being like yo this is the type of shit i don't want to fucking talk about putting that out there is yeah. scary yeah. but uh super helpful I used to be very anti-politics online, and then uh, and then I changed that a little, but not that long ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, communism for the win, boys. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> communism moment. <laughs> There's a but, reason uh, that the another oh, yeah. YouTube podcast branding is partially red to uh, symbolize oh, yeah. the communist flag in color. <laughs> Bet y'all didn't know that. It didn't mean it. But uh, that was oh, intentional yeah. from the start. Communist propaganda. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Anyways, I've been Zach. <laughs> and I've been <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye-bye. Peace.